Hey everyone, first and foremost, we just wanted to warn you that this episode will be discussing sensitive topics that might be triggering and upsetting, including sexual assault and suicide. Please consider this if it will be okay for you to listen. Your mental health comes first. You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Welcome to Tea Time, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And this week we are going to be talking about the Netflix series 13 Reasons Why. I think this week we are going to skip our catch-up session and just get straight into the topic because I know I have a lot to say and since Katie literally just finished the show minutes ago, I assume you have a lot to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay. So, 13 Reasons Why is a Netflix original series that is based on the book 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher. Um, The show revolves around a student, Hannah Baker, who kills herself after a series of cultivating failures brought on by select individuals within their school. Hannah puts together 13 tapes for 13 people who are her reasons why she killed herself. So that is the overall premise of the show. So Katie, initial thoughts on the series overall. Uh, This show wrecked me. I'm just going to put that out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I read the book before I watched the show and there really is no comparison on how like I read the book and it was, you know, it was sad and, you know, it was very different from the show itself because in the novel, Clay finished all the tapes in one day, like in one night, he stayed out all night, listened to the tapes, hung out with Tony for when he listened to his tape. And then that was it. He put them in back in the box and sent them to the next person, which I think in the, show they changed some stuff because I was pretty sure that Clay was tape number 10 mm-hmm. in the show in the in the book because he sent the box to Sherry not to um he didn't give them to Mr. Porter mm-hmm. um yeah I, I have not read the book so I don't know any of the differences other than a few things that I've like read up on mm-hmm um, so how do you feel about Hannah as a character? Um, she, she went through a lot in like over the year and a half or so that this, I think it's like year and a half that the time frame in which, you know, she tells her story on the tapes and, you know, it's, it's horribly sad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know straight off that she that she kills herself, like right in the very beginning of the show starting. And then at some point you kind of hope that like maybe that's not true. Mm-hmm. Like that maybe somewhere along the way, like she found the help that she needed. Like Clay stepped up or, you know, a, a parent, an administrator, somebody did something. And then you come to realize that that's not what happens and it's 
devastating. And there is like a certain point where you get, where I got angry with her. Like I was Mm -hmm. mad at her. And, you know, I know that, you know, she was upset and that, you know, all the things that happened to her and she felt like she had no way out and no other decision to make than the one that she made. And she sort of pushed everybody away because she felt like nobody cared and nobody, you know, that she didn't matter to anybody. But at a certain point, it was like there were people that were like Clay was reaching out to try and she pushed him away. But at the same time, he also walked away, Mm -hmm. which is upsetting because, you know, he blames himself because he's like, I should have stayed, but he just did what she told him to. And like at a certain point, you get kind of upset with her about like if you wanted help, why? didn't you take it when it was offered to you? Mm -hmm. But, you know, we only get so much of her frame of mind during that time period about how she believed that, you know, when he walked away and she wanted him to stay, but she didn't say anything. So how was he supposed to know that she wanted him to stay kind of thing? So I felt the same way. I was, I was getting frustrated with her at that part. And I, I think that that's, interesting that they did that because she's supposed to be the quote-unquote like hero of the show I mean not not really her and Clay are kind of the two protagonists and sometimes characters like that can fall into like oh well they're they're perfect but with this character like she was she was deeply flawed like yeah you were meant to feel extremely sorry for her that she was going through all this but they didn't make it easy for you in the fact that, like, yeah, she was, you know, she was kind of going to into situations that probably weren't the best. And she was, you know, instigating things. She was, you know, fighting with people and kind of making them upset to make them not make them do things to her. Like everyone has a choice on how they treat people. But she was, like I said, instigating and she was pushing people away that were trying to help her. And you're kind of sitting there just going like, come on, like he's right there. Like, just, just say, just tell him to stay. Or I don't know. Like, can you really blame him for walking away? Yeah. And I'm, and you know, I don't think that she did like, no, I uh, I don't think deep down, like on Clay's tape, like she said that she wanted him to stay to and and he said the same thing same thing same thing he thing he's stayed I should have made her tell me what was wrong and I mean Tony told him he was like you just did what she wanted mm-hmm. and I mean you can't really fault Clay for walking away but at the same time like it makes sense as to why he blames himself like that he believes that he's the reason that she died and that's something that he is going to have to learn to live with no matter what people tell him. And, you know, that's horrible. And at the same time, like, you know that her making the tapes was both good and bad at the same time because it was her way of telling people, like, these are the people that hurt me the most. And these are the people that, you know, pushed me in this direction. But at the same time, you're like, that is such a horrible thing to do to people. Mm -hmm. Like 
that she, the whole point of the show was to show like all of these things that happen along the way led to her making this decision. Yeah. Like through all of the tapes. And then, then she makes all these tapes and sends them to these people. And you wonder why Alex did what he did Mm -hmm. at the end. And he took it, him and Justin were like two of the people that took it the worst. I mm-hmm. mean, Alex was like one of the first, he was the second tape and he was second tape, right? Yeah. Second tape. Uh, yeah. Um, but Alex thinks that if he hadn't made that list, then none of this ever would have happened. And he goes, and everything that happened to her after I made that list, just, you know, like, I killed her. I killed Hannah Baker is basically what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. And having to hear all that stuff and then all these people walking around uh, saying, like, blaming other people and pointing fingers and not, res- like, accepting any of the responsibility mm-hmm. was just so aggravating yeah. through this whole show. It's It's hard because your initial responses that how like what kind of horrible human being would sit here and make all those tapes and just outright blame people but at the same time you have to sort of put yourself in their shoes and think like well they're not they're not in a mental mentally stable mindset Mm -hmm. um yeah it But it's hard. It's hard being in that situation and realizing that that's, it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain. No, I I know what you're saying is that, like, she, she needed help in a way that her parents couldn't give her. Mm -mm. And this was her way of trying to deal with everything that had happened to her up until that point. And when she made the tapes, she had already made her choice. Yeah. Like her decision. And when she recorded that final tape, that was kind of her, cause she said like right before she recorded that tape that she finished tape number 12 and she finally felt something. Mm-hmm. And so she went, to Mr. Porter with the entire intention of trying to get the help that she wanted to reach yep. out to an adult, to a, to an authority figure who was supposed to have the training and the ability to give her the help that she need or find somebody or tell somebody that she needed help. And he let her down in ways that like I am just super frustrated with because you know I have a background in psychology and I think that he is literally the worst student counselor like I have mm-hmm. ever seen in my entire life yep. and he asked all the wrong questions and it didn't take him he didn't get to the point about finding out if something he should have the first question he should have asked her when she was talking about the party was did something happen to you Yes. And he also shouldn't have let her leave. When no. he didn't come after her, that was like the ultimate letdown. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happened right after 
Yeah. Like, she walked out of that school, and that was it. He... He, he really won. He... I think that character was meant to show, like, how poorly a lot of people handle those situations when someone comes to them trying to tell them that they've, you know, been sexually assaulted. And most of the time, their first question isn't, like, are you okay? Like, you know, I'm so sorry Mm -hmm. that this happened to you. It's, oh, but, like, did you do something to provoke it? You know what I mean? (laughs) And it's... It's so, it's still so sad that 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 this still happens to this day. Like, like that exact conversation has probably happened so many times with police officers, with counselors, mm-hmm. and you just, I don't know that it upset me so bad when he was saying that, when he oh was basically just like. Well, what did you do? Did yeah. you do something you regret? And I'm like, that is and the I was, wrong oh. thing to say. And then when he told her, he's like, if you won't confront him, then the only thing you can do is move on. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you freaking joking? Move on? It's very clear that something happened to her, and you are just going to tell her to move on and let it go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not telling you to let it go. And I'm like, that's what you're telling her. I'm like, move on, get over it. Let it go. Yeah. That is just, it's very clear that something horrible happened to her. And his response was, move on, get Mm -hmm. over it. And he should have talked to her parents. He should have, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he should have gone after her when she walked out of that office. She was waiting for him to stop her. And he did. Nothing. Yep. Um, so why do you think the author chose to focus this story on Clay? Why, is, why are we seeing this through Clay's eyes? I think that Clay is the one person in her life that she felt connected to. That, you know, she, she loved him. Mm-hmm. And... She put him, like, it was very puzzling as to why he was on the tapes to begin with, like, why he got it, why Mm -hmm. he got them right at the beginning. But when you listen to his tape where she says that he didn't deserve to be on this list, that he didn't need to be there, but for her, the only way that she was going to get through this was to make sure that he listened. Mm -hmm. That him being a part of it was the most important thing to her because... She needed to tell him how she felt in a way that she couldn't express herself to him personally. Mm-hmm. Like, there were many times where, you know, where you heard her say, like, I just wanted you to ask me to come to the party again, or I just wanted you to dance with me, or, you know, talk to me, or something. And a lot of it was that she was also i think she was also trying to show clay that she wasn't all of the things that that everybody said about her mm-hmm. that showing him who she truly was was one of the most important things that she could give him mm-hmm. before she left yeah and i think that she was 
kind of able to do that. I mean, it was horrible because he loved her and he never told her. Yeah. And watching him break down in the shower was heart wrenching. And mm-hmm. then when he was standing on the edge of that cliff, I was like, please don't jump. And where he just starts to blame himself saying I killed her and all these things. Like I couldn't tell her how I felt or how I loved her. And it was just heart wrenching. Yeah. I mean, I think clay was the best person to listen to her story, but also I think that he was also the best person to try to do something about it because he was a good person because he was everything that she had hoped that he would be that they you know if she hadn't pushed him away maybe things would have been different but in the end you don't really know because it could have ended up being the same way whether he tried to help her or not so I think telling the story through his point of view makes it easier to listen to it if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. if if, for example, like Jessica were the person we were following, it wouldn't you wouldn't really you wouldn't really see her effect that she had on Hannah as much. Yeah, because you're seeing it through her point of view, you would sympathize with her more and not really see the reason why. And it would kind of it, it wouldn't really feel right. But with Clay, because, he, ne- he wasn't necessarily a reason. He didn't really do anything really wrong or, like, really cause traumatic, you know, a traumatic incident for her. We were able to sympathize with him more and kind of see all of the other people's impact more in that way, mm-hmm. I feel like. I mean, it's also that he was the most dangerous person to have the tapes because mm-hmm. all the other people knew that he didn't do anything wrong per se. Like that yeah. his reasons for being on the tapes was completely different than the other 12 people that were on there. Mm-hmm. Well, technically it's 11 people because Justin's tape was two times. Yeah. Justin true. had two tapes. Yeah. Um, but all of those people like, they all were on there for a specific reason, whereas Clay was there to help her get through it because she knew that the only way that it would work was to include him because he was such a big part of her story anyway, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that he didn't really do anything to push her Mm -hmm. in the direction to make the choices that she made. Mm -hmm. So. So what about Tony? Do you think he did the right thing in honoring her memory and making sure that all these people went through the tapes? Or do you think he should have come out with the information immediately and, like, told the parents, like, hey, like, I know you're looking for a reason. Like, here are the reasons. Because he was with the parents. He talked to the parents. He listened to her mom go on and on about why would she do this? I just don't understand. How could this have happened? And he knew the whole time exactly why. I I think that he... It's kind of more of a yes and no kind of situation. Like, yes, 
like he all he wanted to do was honor Hannah's memory and this is what Hannah wanted. And so he followed what she wanted. But at the same time, I think that he knew what he was doing, like making sure that the tapes got passed and not giving the second set of tapes or that flash drive to the parents sooner or giving it to the police or to somebody, Mm -hmm. to somebody else uh, was also kind of like (laughs) selfish is the wrong word, but like just mean Mm -hmm. kind of because her parents had no idea, no indication as to why she would ever consider, you know, killing herself and, or they just missed all the signs because there were signs there, but her parents just missed it. Didn't see it. And these tapes held the reasons they were like her note pretty much because she didn't leave a note and the tapes were her note. So Mm -hmm. him to hold on to that, to keep, that from them was mean, you know, when they were Mm -hmm. just looking for a way to come to terms with the fact that their, that their child didn't want to live anymore. Mm -hmm. And he held on to that reason until he finally began to understand that telling them was more important because it wasn't what, what is it? Um, it's not what Hannah wants. What is it that Clay said? Because he's like, but this is what Hannah wants. That's what Tony said. And Clay's mm-hmm. like, but maybe we should start thinking about what Hannah needs yeah. and not what she wants. And what she needed was for her parents to know what happened. Mm-hmm. To know that that these, that these people, that the people on the tapes, um, that this is what, like, what it was all about. Like, this is why... These are the reasons why that she went down this road and this is how she got here. Yep. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being a parent and having to listen to 13, 14 tapes because I also Mm -hmm. gave the, the Bryce confession, the 14 tapes of not just the 13 of her, of her, of their non living child's voice. But to hear of all the things that happened to her and them not knowing about it, and especially Bryce's tape, and then the confession that of what he did to her, and them never knowing that any of that happened. Yep. Like, that has, that would be an entirely new, devastating thing for them to go through. I mm-hmm. mean, it's already horrible that they lost their child. But now they have to listen to her talk to them and talk about all this terrible stuff that happened to her that they didn't have any clue about. Yeah. So. I think it's hard. It Like, in a way, you would, after listening to all those tapes, you would kind of want to stick it to each person and be like, yeah, this is what you did to her and this is how you made her feel and now you deserve to feel some back. And I think that's what, that's kind of how he got through giving all those people those tapes and making sure that they listened because he heard all the horrible stuff they did and was like, no, like these people are going to hear this. They're going to get, you know, a little stab back. And then, you know, who knows what he was going to do later on. But I, I feel bad for Tony in the end because you know that he, his intentions were were honest and and 
he was just trying to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. He was just trying to not disappoint, be the, be like the one person that didn't disappoint her. Even yeah. though she was, even though she was gone, he felt like he just, he owed her something. Yeah. It was like a way for him to like honor her final wish or honor her memory is by mm-hmm. doing the one thing that he could do that she asked him to do. Mm-hmm. Which was that was to pass the tapes yeah. on to make sure that all of the people that needed to hear them actually heard them. And if they refused to listen to them or to pass them on, then it was his job to make sure that everybody knew. Yeah. So criticisms of the show have been that it glorifies suicide. Do you agree or disagree with that criticism? I kind of, I guess, I'm not really sure, because I don't think that it was necessary for them to show it. Mm-hmm. I, I do know that there's a difference of the way she killed herself in the book versus the show. I know in the, in the book she takes pills, but, yes. in, but in the show they changed it to her um, cutting her wrists... And what I read is that they did that because they wanted to have a bigger impact. And not just a, like, oh, we're going to make this, like, flashy and, you know, and that way. But I think they wanted people to see that this is a serious thing that does happen. And that this isn't some glamorous oh, I'm just going to take some pills and fall asleep. Like, they didn't want to make it into a... They didn't want to glamorize it. They wanted to show the ugly truth of people killing themselves. And I think, in my opinion, part of it is good. The idea of it is good. But... you, it would only be good to a very specific audience. And I it, feel like it might do more damage to a, another type. I don't know. So It's... I don't know. It's just like I couldn't... I couldn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. I... I held a pillow over my face and just cried throughout the whole thing. I didn't actually, like, watch it because I couldn't. I mean, it's just, it's so awful, and I don't, I honestly don't think it was necessary to show, like, the entire thing. Like, they Mm -hmm. showed her getting ready and filling the tub and getting in it, Mm -hmm. and, like, they showed her actually, like, cut herself Mm -hmm. and... Like, that is just horrible. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there are certain things that, like, I just don't... I mean, it doesn't take away from the reality that this does happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does have It happens all the time to, to people more often than it should. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. Like, they, they could have... They could have shown less, and it still would have made the impact. 
Um, I think that the impact of just, like, her parents finding her in the tub full of red water would have been enough. Yeah, I agree. Like, we didn't have to, like, we literally sat there and watched her die. Yeah, it... And that wasn't the first time, because we saw her, like, they showed her multiple times, like, dead. They showed her, like, laying dead, bleeding in the middle of the basketball court when he... You know, before they actually talked about the school winter formal, um, Clay was dancing with her, and then she picked up her arms, and he had blood on his shirt, mm-hmm. and her wrists were all bloody. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I just... I mean, I guess that it's, in a, in a way, like you said, it was good to show... Not to show it, but to let people know the harsh reality of this is this is what it is. This is what happens. Like, you know, this is, I think that was definitely their, their intention. However, part, a bigger part of me feels like it's just, it's more traumatizing than it is helpful. Like after I finished this show, like the book was like also emotional, but like, I kind of wish I'd never watched this show. That's that's how I felt after watching <laughs> To be honest, like, I know there was an article that I haven't read it yet because I hadn't finished the show yet because I knew they had made a bunch of changes and I didn't want to, like, spoil it for myself. Um, there was an article that was, like, 13 Reasons Why I Wish I'd Never Watched 13 mm-hmm. Reasons Why. And I can totally understand that because there are two things that I just can't watch when they put them in movies for whatever reason they feel that it's necessary is watching somebody get raped and watching somebody kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Like those are two things that, that yes, I understand that they happen and yes, it's important to, you know, to talk about it and to not blame the victim, but I also don't need to see it. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't to, Glorify it for entertainment purposes is not... I mean, like, there's nothing entertaining about this show at all. Mm-mm. So, I mean, it's important that it was made, like, mm-hmm. to show that the harsh realities of bullying and what it could lead to. Because, I mean, not all bullying leads to that. But we also saw, saw a glimpse of the other side of what bullying leads to. To Tyler. To his trunk full of guns and like explosives and school shootings that we experience and mass shootings that we experience frequently all the time now. So that's the other side of, you know, of people being bullies to other people. And I mean, not every single bullying situation leads to both of those things. No, it doesn't. I mean, but it could, which is but why it could. And you why think about what we say to people uh-huh. and how we treat people. Yeah, and honestly, kids are terrible. Mm-hmm. Teenagers and children are can be so awful. And sometimes you just kind of feel like Hannah. Like, people felt like that in that situation. And I'm sure, like... I think the reason that this show was so much more upsetting is because I've had personal experience with suicide in my Mm -hmm. life 
because somebody that I went to school with our senior year did kill herself mm-hmm. and her parents found her. So that does happen. And, you know, my, uh, like with Sky and stuff too, where he pointed out that she does hurt herself mm-hmm. to feel something. Like I had a friend, like my best friend growing up in high school, I was the friend that carried the, the box of band-aids that she would come to. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't know how to help her. So I helped yeah. her in ways that I could help her until she was able to get the help that she needed, mm-hmm. which she did thankfully. And she's fine now. Thank God. Yeah. Um, I, I too have dealt with a lot of this personally and I mean, I watched this with my mom and like we watched this together and my mom and I have both been through a lot of this stuff and I kept telling her like before we watched it, I was like, are you sure you want to watch this? Like, you know what it deals with. And she was just like, yeah, like it's okay. I'm, I'm interested in seeing, like, what this show is, you know, how this show portrays mm-hmm. it and whatnot. Um, yeah. It was, so it was, it was hard to be next to her watching those scenes, mm-hmm. knowing that she's felt like Hannah, because my mom went through a lot of that, and... Mm-hmm. I mean, not necessarily with bullying. She was, it, I mean, wasn't because of bullying, but because of feeling that way. And it was just really hard. That was really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot what the point was I was going to make, but. <laughs> it's just that, like, having a personal connection to it just makes it so much. Yes. It, like, the message in it so much more poignant, and it makes mm-hmm. the the show itself so much more difficult to watch. Mm-hmm. And, like, knowing that, you know, like, there were certain people throughout the show that you just, like, Marcus pissed me off so much all the time because he was so worried about his perfect little reputation. And mm-hmm. Courtney uh, is the uh, m- most awful person. Yes. Courtney <laughs> Ever. Is. And what was making me really mad is like when Justin finally, finally said something to Jess, to Jessica about what Bryce did. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously nobody's as horrible as Bryce. Yes. But Alex does make Alex and I forget what his name is. Ryan. Ryan is the, the guy who published her poem without asking her. That guy, uh, I think that's his name. I'm looking. Tony's ex-boyfriend. He's um, not on this cast list that I'm looking, so it must be, yeah. Yeah, so he, they make a perfectly good point when, uh, when Courtney's trying to hide behind Bryce about how they're trying to, like, point fingers and make him the main culprit out of everything. Yeah. And Ryan points out, he was like, you're trying to hide behind a rapist is just as bad as being. Yeah. Like, it's just as awful as being one. Like, he was getting so frustrated at her. He was saying to her all the things that I would say. Because she's like, well, blah, blah. And he's like, are you kidding? You're the only girl sitting here and you're going to blame her for mm-hmm. what happened to her? No. Yeah. I can't I can't deal with victim blaming. It makes me so angry. I agree. 
so much. I just, Justin was terrible for lying to Jessica about it. Hannah was horrible for not telling Jessica what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And also, it. I want to not be angry at her for not doing anything. Yeah. But I'm, st- I'm angry at her for standing in the closet and letting her friend get assaulted. Mm-hmm. I know. When she could I- have done something. Oh, it upset me. I was like screaming at the television, like, "Oh my god, just stand, just open the door, just do something." Make he would have stopped. Known. <laughs> yes, just make yourself known that you were in the room, and I don't know. And I just, I'm angry about it, and I'm angry at her. I'm angry at Justin for not saying anything. Like, I'm mad at him for not trying harder to get into the room. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm just so angry about it. And Clay was the only person that was trying to tell her the truth. And I think out of everything, the person that got like screwed the most out of everybody was poor Jeff. Yeah. His uh, Clay's friend, Jeff, he was killed in a car accident. That wasn't his fault. Yeah. That he wasn't driving drunk that he was killed and he was like the best person out of everybody. He was really cool in this entire story. And it makes me so angry. Like, I think I didn't really realize when I was reading the book that, cause you don't feel any connection to the other people outside of clay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're reading the book, because it's all from his perspective. Like the only people you feel connected to are clay. And then eventually Tony, Mm-hmm. because you don't talk to anybody else. You don't hear anybody else's side of the story, which is mm-hmm. what they showed with the TV show. Um, sorry, Netflix show. But Jeff, you get this like personal connection to him because he's the guy that tutored, Cl- like Clay was tutoring him, and then he tutored Clay and girls and was trying to get him to ex- you know, tell Hannah how he felt, to go in there and get the girl and you know, mm-hmm. do what he knew he wanted to do. And he died. Yeah. And I like lost it when I realized that Jeff was that Jeff and Clay was the one who found him first. And that was just super heartbreaking. Yeah. I cried the entire time the show was on, by the way, the whole time. Yeah. I, I, I I mean, I mainly cried in in the ending, but yeah. Um, it was, it was just awful. I I can't imagine reading the book and not hearing the other people's sides to the story. I feel like that adds so much because it doesn't make it clean and cut, like clear cut that, you know, these people were just straight up awful. But like you could actually see some of their, re- like with Justin, you know, yes, he let his dude go rape his girlfriend, but... Not that this is okay in any way, but you understand his, you understand it a little bit better that like he was raised in an awful home where he had Mm -hmm. men beating him and his mom just treated him like garbage and like not like her son at all. And you kind of think like, okay, like in that moment, he was probably triggered by the fact that his, his buddy like shoved him on the ground. You know, treated yeah. him like the the boyfriend's, his mom's boyfriend's treated him, and he probably got scared, froze up. 
it doesn't excuse it at all. But, you know, like he tries to tell Jessica, it's like, I don't know, there, there's at least something there. Because if you just thought he just let his buddy just like walk in and just do that. Yeah. He'd, he'd be a monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what I, what the most striking thing about this show was that, um, was showing how different people's lives became after they heard the tapes. And Alex was that like number one example of it was you see him surrounded by people and, you know, trying to be friends with Bryce to being alone, Mm -hmm. to being, you know, by himself and a hundred percent alone. And, you know, it was interesting that the inclusion and exclusion of the people that were on the tapes, like, you know, it was okay that they were hanging out with Bryce knowing that he hurt Jessica and that didn't make any sense to me. And yet Tyler, who is a complete creep, and a stalker, they pushed him away because they found him creepy and weird. Yeah. And it didn't, it confused me that they were okay with, I mean, they probably weren't okay with. Yeah. So they, you know, it was okay to associate with somebody like Bryce, but not okay to include somebody like Tyler. And it's, it's terrible. It's awful. But like, that is such a teenager thing to oh, do. It's such a high school thing to do too. It's such a, it's such, it's so horrible. And I don't, I mean, there are so many things that should never have happened. Like Jessica shouldn't have accused Hannah of, uh, messing around with her boyfriend or, uh, putting herself on that list because who would do that? Mm hmm. Like, she was supposed to know Hannah. Like, why would she ever accuse her of doing something like that? And then Alex shouldn't have made that list in the first place, but he wanted to be like Bryce. He wanted to be liked by the popular kids, so he Mm -hmm. did something stupid. And Justin shouldn't have shown that photo to Bryce, knowing the type of person that Bryce was. Mm -hmm. Um, Zach has the perfect family, but feels isolated and alone. Mm -hmm. And... Zach was looking for somebody to like him and to be okay with the kind of person that he was, but he did something horrible and left Hannah all alone without her compliments or whatever. And he will keep that letter. He had that letter with him. Like Mm -hmm. he's the one person that probably could have who had in his hand, the one thing that, said, I think she's in trouble. I think she's going to kill herself. And all he did was read it and then put it in his wallet and didn't say anything, knowing yeah. that that second note that she put in the teacher's bag was from her. Like, he knew the whole time, but, you know. But unless you actually, like, are put in a situation like that, you have no idea how you would react. Like, he said he was scared, which makes sense. I mean, like, how are you supposed to react to something like that? Yeah. Like, how do you know what the right thing is to do? Like, obviously, like, in hindsight, we know, like, he should have given it to the counselor. He should have told his mom or 
gave it to the police or to Hannah's parents. Like there's this list of things that he could have, should have, could have, should have done and Mm -hmm. didn't. And like, it's hard to be like, I understand. But then at the same time, you're like, it's also kind of your fault, but then it's not his fault. Yeah. And it's, it's also hard to determine, you know, if someone's actually being serious, someone's actually being overdramatic because yeah. I actually went through a situation in high school, in, in my freshman year of high school, where I was super naive to a lot of stuff then. But I had this friend who would just say very, like, she wouldn't say much, but then when she would, it'd be kind of dramatic. And I, at first, I didn't really take her seriously, but then one day she did say something that concerned me. And I did go to the guidance counselor and... Um, they kind of, they brought me in and they were like, what, what would make you say this? Like, well, she said this, this, and this. I'm like, okay. And it turns out like the person wasn't planning on doing that, but she did appreciate the fact that I went and, and said something because it brought it to her parents' attention and it brought her help. Mm-hmm. But you never know, like you never know if someone is just being overdramatic or they actually are crying out for help. And it is important to try to help. Yeah, I, uh, when I was in grad school, um, I took the shuttle to and from school back to my house. Well, um, one of the stops along the way back to my house was to the, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's like the performing arts building. Mm-hmm. So it's where all the, you know, the college kids are that are dancers, singers, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff that are in the ballet program and whatnot. And I'm sitting there, you know, just minding my own business on the shuttle. And there are two girls who are undergrads that were sitting behind me that were talking mm-hmm. about stuff. And I wasn't trying to eavesdrop, but some of the things that one of the girl was saying was really concerning Mm-hmm. because she was talking about how she had been struggling with, you know, eating and not feeling like she was hungry all the time. And, you know, being some, a lot of dancers do struggle with their weight and how they look because there's such high standards. And a lot of them have, you know, not all of them, but a significant portion has struggled with eating disorders. So I was like, oh, well, that's not good, you know, listening to her say that. But then she started saying things like, how she feels alone all of the time. Like a lot of those trigger things for this girl might hurt herself. Mm -hmm. And I was just like getting really concerned about her. But I mean, like, how do you turn around and be like, Oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. So what I did was when my shuttle stopped at the place that I was at, I, you know, I heard her mention a teacher's name. Like, mm-hmm. somebody that she had already talked to before because her friend was concerned about her. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, did you talk to Mrs. So- to Professor So-and-so? So what I did um, is after I got off the shuttle, I went and looked up this teacher and I called them. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need to talk to you. Like, you don't know me. I'm not one of your students. Like, But I did overhear one of your students talking about something that they said they had spoken to you about before. And I think she needs help. 
Mm -hmm. So, like, I told the teacher, like, this is what I heard. This is what she said. And the teacher, like, had people in the in the room. And I was like, I think one of your students is in trouble. And she, like, immediately kicked out the people that were in her room. And she's like, I need to take this important phone call. I need you guys to leave. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I told her everything that I had overheard. And I didn't know what she looked like. I didn't have a name or anything, but I was like, but she said she'd spoken to you about this, this, and this before. And I'm like, do you know who I'm talking about? And she's like, I think I do know who that is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like you need, that it might be prudent for you to reach out to her to make sure that she's going to be okay. Yeah. And the teacher was very concerned, thankfully. So I really hope, like, I have no idea what happened after that. Yeah. You know, but I hope that she did get the help that she needed because I didn't hear anything else about it after that. So, mm. yeah, I mean, it's so important, you know, if anyone here is listening that knows someone or ever goes through this um, to try to reach out, even if it feels like the hardest thing in the world, you know, even if it's someone you completely don't know, like, I think you handled that really well, Katie, like. You heard, yeah. you heard a bit of information and, you know, you didn't have to go out of your way and try to look up that professor, but it probably, it probably helped it, that girl so much. It scared me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like I was, I, I talked to my friend who was being uh, trained as a, she was getting her, her master's degree in clinical. And I was like, this is what I did. That was the right thing to do. Right. Cause I, I mean, I've studied psychology, but not that side of it. Like, no. I studied the businessy side of psychology, not the help people side. Yeah. So. No, I think, well, for one, doing anything is way better than doing nothing. So. Oh, yeah. Um, now, this book, you know, was important to a lot of people. It was, it was a very powerful book. And... But f- people feel like that this TV show is actually more harmful and maybe damaging, you know, and in that it still talks about all the same issues and still deals with all the same issues. It's the same story, relatively. But why do you think that the book is more seen as something that's important, whereas the show is more... Does that make sense? Like they don't, they clearly don't have the same impact. Um, or to, it, I think it seems to be that they don't. I want to say that like the show, like seeing all of that and really getting like, because the whole time in the book, it's what Tony calls her truth. Mm-hmm. It's Hannah's truth. It's what, Hannah saw Hannah experienced it's her side of the story in the show you get both sides Mm -hmm. you're getting both sides of the story you're getting how Justin feels and you get to see like how did the photo get sent out did he do it no he didn't Bryce did it but he took the photo like he showed him so he's still a part of it um Because in the book, you just hear it from, you just hear Clay's opinion and her perspective. Mm -hmm. That's all you get. You don't get both sides of the story. And, I mean, 
sometimes it's better that you do have both sides of the story to get the full picture of what's really going on with somebody. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people aren't intentionally malicious. Like, I mean, it's Bryce is just awful because he thinks he's the shit. Like, mm-hmm. he thinks he's an amazing, greatest thing. Like, listening to him talk about, like, well, if a girl looks at me, then obviously she wants it. And I'm like, that is not how that works. No. Um, whereas, like, you see Justin's side, like, his life, he grew up in a horrible household where his life wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, he had to rely on other people in his life to survive. Mm-hmm. And... Then you look at somebody like Alex, who lives in a super strict household with a father who, who is like a police officer, who it's all yes, sir, no, sir, not yes, dad, no, dad. It's, you know, clean and strict. And, you know, his dad is willing to cover stuff up, up for him rather than to make his son take responsibility for his actions. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know... Why is Courtney afraid to admit that, you know, that maybe she is gay when she yeah. grew up in a household with two gay dads? Like, why is it that she's afraid to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, then you get her side of the story about why she was afraid to admit who, you know, who she is. Mm-hmm. So it's the show gives both sides, whereas the book gives just Hannah's side of the story. So do you think that that's why people connect more with the book rather than the show is because they're almost getting too real of a look through the show that it maybe scares them more than connects to them. I think it, it could be that, that the book it's kind of more. Uh, Cause like, like, it, when it, like if you were to read that book and feel connected you would be like, you've, oh my god, I feel like I, I feel like that girl, you know, this is going to help me turn my life around, or this is going to make me think about my decisions differently, or you think, uh, oh, I know a girl like this, you know, I'm going to start treating her differently. Whereas if you were to watch the show not having read the book, and you were just be like, oh my god, this is awful. It, I think a lot of times, so with like books... What you see, because all you see is words on a page. It's mm-hmm. more your, it's the way that the author phrases things and builds that story and creates this world within the pages of that book that you're able to imagine yourself, that you're able to put yourself in that story, that you're able to read those words and put yourself in, you know, in Hannah's shoes or in Clay's shoes or Tony and see like from their perspective or, you know, or the book is phrased in such a way for you to be, you know, an outside person looking in on this whole story take place. Um, Whereas like a show, it's everything is laid out for you Mm -hmm. step by step. Like you're watching it. You're, you're, you know, engulfed in the world that was created through the pages of that book. But it's up to you when you read the book to create the story outside of what you read. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you to imagine how Alex felt or how Jessica felt or their side of the story, not just Hannah's. Whereas the show like gives that to you. And that is scary because it really points out to you that, 
you have no idea what's going on in somebody else's life unless they tell you Mm -hmm. or you are privy to that information. Like people thought that, that Zach was perfect and amazing and whatever. And then you look at his life and you're like, Oh, you grew up in this perfect household, but it's really not. It's Mm -hmm. lonely. And, and isolating and you know he doesn't feel like he can express things to his mother and then you think that Justin is attractive and great and whatever and then you look at his life and you're like well that sucks Mm -hmm. your mom sucks your mom's boyfriend beats you you got kicked out of your own house because your mom chose her boyfriend over you yeah like that's horrible and with the book you don't get all of that so yeah. that could be why, you know, people make up the story themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas the show out like lays it all out there for you. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot. I feel like it's, it's like a lot to take in. And like, it took me a while to process everything. I kind of almost had to like shut it out for a day. <laughs> Like I'm, I am barely holding it together. By the way, yes. Um, now one one barely. story I really enjoyed that they added to the show that I know wasn't in the books is that the parents. Um, because yes. I feel like if parents watch this, it could not only show them the signs that their kid possibly could be going through. Signs that really probably don't look like anything. Um, But it can open up a dialogue with their kids that they maybe didn't know they needed to have before or didn't ever really think about or maybe didn't want to, but now realize like how important it is. I thought that that was a, a good addition in my opinion. Yeah, no, it was great to see more of, like, about how some parents are involved and then how some think their child is perfect when they until they realize that, oh, maybe my kid's not, is going through something and I don't know how to help them. Um, like, we saw that a lot with Clay's parents because it was very clear that his mom knew something was up, but he wasn't talking to her. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Hannah's parents, you know, there was very clearly something going on, and yet, you know, it's hard to believe that they, like, missed it. But yeah. at the same time, you, like, you understand that maybe they didn't know what to look for, or they believed that everything was okay. I mean, it's mm-hmm. And it's they, were, hard. they were involved, and that's the thing. Is oh, that yeah, very much so. They were good parents, you know, her mom would, would try to talk to her. Like, they had that really great conversation around Valentine's Day. Um, they were involved. They weren't bad parents. Like, your child your child killing themselves is not because you are a bad parent. It's just you missed something and they were going through something. And it, it, but it doesn't make you, it doesn't make you a bad parent. It just means you didn't see certain signs and that's what this can help people with is like, okay, you know, I, I not only need to ask my kid about their day, but like, I need to like discuss, you know, maybe mental health with them. And I don't know, like 
you, you almost have to be more direct with it instead of just saying like, Hey, how's your day? Yeah. Uh, oh, fine. Okay, great. And then <laughs> like, you can't, you can't just look at the surface. You can't just, because your kid is not going to tell you what's wrong. I, I was a lot like, like clay where my mom was constantly like, what's wrong with you? You know, why are you so upset all the time? Why are you, why are you so like isolated all the time? Why are you so down? My mom would, would just pretty much grill me, you know, the way that like Clay's mom grills him. And I would just deny it like crazy. And I was, I was completely, you know, hurting inside and feeling awful, but I didn't, Mm -hmm. I was like Hannah in the way that like, I wanted help, but I didn't want to ask for it. And I didn't want I don't know. I wanted someone to reach out to me. And I know that that's, it's not what you should do, but that's definitely what like a teenage mind does. Because when you're a teenager, like one, your brain hasn't fully developed to handle these sort of situations. And you, you think that everything is forever. You Mm -hmm. know, you think that, oh my God, these, these kids in my high school think that I'm lame that's the worst and that's going to happen. That's going to like, I'm going to feel that forever, but you're Mm -hmm. not, you're totally not. But when, when you're in that position, like you feel like it's forever. Yeah. And you, you need that adult help someone with who has one experienced things and two, just like has a fully you know, developed brain to like, tell you like, no, like this does not last forever. Like, trust me, like two years, like that was something that I always thought like, you know, okay. Like, you know, two years down the line, like I won't talk to any of these people anymore. And I don't like (laughs) I'm 24 and I don't talk to one single person from high school. Like I just don't, it's not, you know, not everyone goes through life that way, but like, for the most part, like you can choose that if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. It's it's about being able to like open up that dialogue, but not, you know, it's not going to help if you're trying to, like you said, like force them to tell you yeah. what's happening. And a lot of the time it's that expectation that people have that expectation is that they know they want help. Like Hannah knew that she needed help. She wanted help, Mm -hmm. but she wanted somebody else to know it without having to ask for it. Yeah. And it's, which it's, it's so hard. It's, it's so (laughs) terrible because you know, you need help and you know that you want the help, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you're just like, I shouldn't have to ask for it, especially like from her parents. Yeah. She's probably sitting there going like, can't you tell that I'm in pain? Like, shouldn't you know that I need help? Like, don't you know that there's something wrong? Yeah. And then when they don't give you that help that you never asked for, you feel Mm -hmm. let down. Which is, she was trying to ask Mr. Porter for help, but, like, at the same time, like, it was a combination of her not really saying that she needed help Mm -hmm. and him not asking the right questions. And she expected him, like, this is your job, like, you should know that I need help. Mm -hmm. And, And when he didn't, it was, like, the ultimate earth-shattering 
let down that yeah. I knew it. It was that confirmation of like, I knew nobody cared. I knew that I shouldn't be here anymore. I know that this place would be better off without me. Like I knew it all along and him not realizing like how much help she really needed just confirmed her fears and her thoughts and all of that stuff. And that's what happens to a lot of people is that they just don't have the ability to ask for help and we can sit here all day and tell people like you need to ask for it yeah but we also need to be more aware of the signs and that not all of the time are people going to have the ability or to be able to ask for help yeah and it shouldn't be expected that we know how to help them but If both both sides of the fence, if we're, you know, more aware that mental health is not something that just pops up on a sign that it's so important that maybe asking some more questions or the right questions or if you think they need help, then just getting them that help. You can also just start with being a decent human being to everyone <laughs> around you. Works too, just being um, not being terrible. Cause, that also works. Because honestly, like. People don't, people don't think like, oh, like I'm just one person. I can't change the world with just being nice. But you, you can change the world around you by just being nice and just don't say the horrible things that you want to say. Like, what, like, don't leave anonymous comments. Don't, there's absolutely no gain for you to say awful things. You are only doing more harm than good and if you just start with that you you can't even realize how much of an impact that you can have on people by just just being nice just or just don't say anything at all you know just you know caring about the people around you but also realizing that mental health is not something to be afraid of no that you know, having to be put on medication is okay. Like talking to a therapist is okay. Like there's nothing Mm. wrong with that. For if you do need to talk to someone, if you do need information for someone else, there is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number. That is 1-800-273-8255. Or you could go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And they have a safe space there. You know, they they have a lot more information on how to deal with this, how to help someone. Um, I please urge everyone to to go to it and maybe just check it out, even if you're not going through something, even if you don't know. Because, you know, there could be a situation where you are, you could help someone and you will now know the skills to how to help them. Um, I also have another one to give out because back when I was in college, I actually was going, I didn't end up volunteering, but I was going to volunteer um, for the Rape Crisis Center that's Mm -hmm. in Riverside. Um, They service the Riverside area, like Riverside County. However, I'm sure they would take a phone call from anybody that wanted to call them. Um, So they're based out of Riverside, California, but you can call either their they have a 24-7 line that's always available with somebody there that can help you. And you can call that number, which is 951-686-7273. But they also have a toll-free number that you can call, 
which is 866-686-7273. And then you can also go online to uh, www.rarcc.org for information and all kinds of stuff about that. They're a great organization, so... There are there are many other places that not only like if you are if you're too scared to talk to someone like I would never call someone because I hate calling people even that I like. <laughs> um, so if you prefer text or online chat, there are a lot of those options as well, and we will include those in our show notes in case you guys need those specific websites in case you've forgotten or you're driving or anything. You can or go look whatever. those up. Yeah. So this was. This was a super heavy episode. This was. This was. Um, last question. Would you recommend this to anyone? That is a really hard question. Like, it was... Like, when you take all of the stuff out of it, it was a very good show. They did a tremendous job out of it. They translated the book very well, added things to it that were amazing. Mm-hmm. It is not a show for everybody. No. I kind of wish I'd never watched it, to be honest. Um, I highly recommend the book, for sure. Like, if you want to read the book instead okay. of watching the show, then absolutely read the book. I mean, you'll just get Hannah's perspective, but then again, her perspective was also one of the most important parts about this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting, you know, if you just want to read the novel, then absolutely read the novel. It was very well written and very good. And the show itself was also very good, just extremely emotional, triggering and hard to get through. And please don't watch it all at once. You know what? I would recommend it only if people were able, like people were able to really think about the issues that were in it and think that they were in a good mental place to watch it. Because if, if you watch this when you're already in a bad mental spot, don't, oh my don't God, do, it. do not get anywhere near this. But if you are in a good mental place, which I was when I started watching this, I was able to feel sad, feel awful, but then come out of it much easier. Whereas I, if I were in a low place and I watched that. Oh, oh. Yikes. It's pretty, it's going to wreck you. Yeah. It'll bring like, even, even for people who don't go through, you know, mental issues, they will have a hard time with this. So it's like, you really have to think about how you're going to handle, you know? Yeah. Seeing those things. Yeah. Um, so if you've seen this and you, get questions about it, really let them know like what is in this show and what they're going to have to deal with. And don't just recommend it lightly, you know, be real about it. Like tell them what it's about and let them know that it's going to show rape scenes. And there is visual depiction of suicide. There's two. Yeah. And then they talk about it a lot Mm -hmm. and show it a lot. Mm hmm too much i think we should end this yes and so yeah exactly (laughs) i was gonna say that that wraps up this week's episode um thank you everyone again for listening if you did get this far don't worry next week we will be back with a much more cheery topic or at least not this sad 
Um, you can visit our website for the show notes for all the information that we mentioned before at teatimewithkc.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, send us a message there if you'd like at teatimewithkc. That's the letter K and the letter C. Um, and you can send us an email with either future topics or your thoughts on this show as well. Uh, T with KC at gmail.com. All right, everyone. Uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.